Welcome to Mountain Mama's Misadventures, stories of mishap and adventure from women adventurers. Every woman has a story she can share from the zany to the inspirational. Brought to you by Mountain Mama's, a nonprofit women's adventure organization. Women empowered women to adventure. My name is Emily Hacken, and I am running solo today. <laughs> Debbie is out, so she wants to say hello to all you guys and that she loves you. Um, and today we have a wonderful guest. This is my friend Lisa. We've known each other for, has it been a year and a half now or? Yeah, a year and a half, almost, almost two. The horseback riding was the first time. Oh yeah, Mountain Mamas did some horseback riding. Yeah. Oh, so. but I didn't meet you. I'm at Marilyn. Just kidding. It's been a year and a half. <laughs> I yeah. remember seeing pictures. Anyway. Yeah, it's fine. So we've known each other for a while. It's been awesome. And Lisa, I just adore. I just love your, she was one of our first assistant guides when we started doing our assistant guide program and just jumped in a full throttle and has just. Like has been amazing. Your skills on, <laughs> uh, I just, it's so cool. Um, so she's from originally from Concord, Massachusetts, currently lives in Provo and has a husband, two dogs and a son and a whole bunch of geckos and tarantulas. Um, first up, I want to ask about, okay, you got to expound a little on the tarantulas. <laughs> okay. Um, so my husband and I, we got into it just kind of by fluke. Um, he was a goldsmith at the time and decided to try and cast some spiders around Halloween and it just like live spiders like live spiders that he what? caught around the building <laughs> so, yeah really so he got these spiders and he does um he did the lost wax casting uh -huh. so basically like the vacuum things and then creates a mold and then fills it with um with the metal and so he did that for these two different spiders and he and this other goldsmith he worked with they're like you know what we should do something even bigger well let's let's find a tarantula. So they went on KSL.com, like the classifieds, and they got a tarantula and they decided, and they, and they cast one and it turned out really cool. I'm imagining like, they have to perish for this process, uh, right? Yes, they do. Okay. They do. Yeah. And so they, um, I won't get into the details about what they had to do for the poor spider too. It was just like a cold, slowing down kind of thing. Right, so right. Yeah, you can put them in the that. freezer and all yeah. that kind of stuff too. But so yeah. they, they did that and they did lost wax casting and they're like, oh, we should do some more. So they got some other spiders, some other tarantulas on KSL and started keeping them. And then they got attached and decided, you know what? I don't, I don't think we want to do that anymore. <laughs> and so <laughs> every day when he would come home from work, he'd be like, hey, this is what the spider was doing. And it's actually really interesting. And it's like, what? Uh, okay, this is, this is interesting. And then he brought some home and then we just kind of went from there. <laughs> and, so, and then we got into the hobby. And so we just, we were raising them from the slings, the little tarantula babies until they became mature adults. And then we would actually give them to one of our, one of our mutual friends and we would just kind of trade spiders and Anyway, that's how like we got into it. <laughs> you trade spiders. So, so yeah, so we, we, uh, yeah, we've done that for, um, for a couple of years, like three years uh -huh. now, at least, at least three, maybe more now. Anyway, that's how we got into it. Yay. Oh my word. <laughs> I had no idea. How many spiders do you have now? Are tarantulas or do you have others? And... Um, we only have tarantulas and I have hmm, probably 75 slings right now. <laughs> so, so. Like you raised a lot of little babies. A lot of little babies. So we don't take up a lot of space, but I mean, <laughs> we had, I think, almost 200 at one point, two to 300 at one point, And then we've just kind of backed off because life got busy with other things and life. And <laughs> so now we only have like, you know, 50 to 70. Oh my, fine. and then do you sell them when they get bigger or? Um, we did for a while, like we went to a reptile expo and, and sold some there and 
you know, and it was fun and it was awesome and got to see a whole lot of other people and what they had. Um, and then we just kind of got busy. Like I said, we got yeah. busy. And so then we gave them to other people to sell. <laughs> like, that was fun. Okay, here you go. You can sell and make money. And so that's kind of more of the turn that we went with it. Oh, okay. Okay. Because so. I'm trying to imagine 75 tarantulas in your house. So that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're small. They're small in their deli cups and they don't <laughs> escape, which is good because... Yeah, that would be a problem. <laughs> that is just so, I just love that. I'm so fascinated by that. And then you had also mentioned you um, are do martial arts as well. I do. Um, I do Wing Chun and I started that in 2003. I've never heard of Wing Chun. So. It's, it's the one that like the It Man movies that you see, like oh, that's, right. that's yeah. like the, the father of Wing Chun, if you will. And mm -hmm. so I did that. So that's um, It Man and that was, when those movies come out? Oh, they came out recently. Oh, we had one not that long ago, like It Man 3 or something that was just right. like the last They're three, cool videos, so check years. them out. They're awesome movies. They are. They are. So that's where kind of like the origin. Yeah, where does it, what country does it come from? Um, it, or, it, la, la, la. it originates in like southern China, like Hong Kong kind of area. And uh -huh. Yeah, it's the same one like Bruce Lee did it before he started his own thing. And uh -huh. like, that's the whole start, if, if you will. And so my lineage, if you will, because that's kind of how you do it. There's, um, there's It Man who is... Like, the man. Um, and then he had two sons. He had Ip Ching and Ip, Chung, Ip Chun. And I follow the Ip Ching line, the younger son's line. Because um, there's, you know, different branches and stuff like that. So that's the that's the route that I went. And so that's how I actually met my husband. <laughs> so yeah. we, we both did that. Um, I haven't practiced regularly in a few years. But it's still, like, a very family-oriented. So anytime I go back, it's like... It's just like a family reunion, and so it's it's like a, it's like always a part of me, if that makes sense. Like you know all the people in that, like they're all close. Is that what you mean? Like, or it's more like the respect is familial, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I people may have come and gone, and and I haven't, like I said, I haven't regularly attended anything in in a few years, and much to my embarrassment, which is very sad. But um, but it's very much that kind of familial respect. So when I go back, it's like. Hey, welcome back. We love you. We miss you. And then jump right in. Here's kind of where you're at. And anyway, they have a they have a, a certain structure, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, oh, that's so fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just love this. I love all the things. I'm, yes, I love. I didn't even know these things about you. Well, um, Lisa wanted to share a few stories with us. First, um, a misadventure that you had when you were about 15 years old. Yes. So... Yes, that was at um, Beaver Mountain Ski Resort. Mm -hmm. So I had been, um, I grew up in kind of multiple places. So I was born in Massachusetts, but my family, we moved around because my dad was military. And when my dad decided to retire from the Air Force, we moved to California. And when there in California, my dad really missed the snow because he's from New England area. Snow is his thing. Skiing is like his love, his passion. So we would come up every winter uh, around Christmas time, because his mom had moved out here by that time. Up to so, Utah. Up to Utah. Mm -hmm. And she's, oh, I love her. She was, uh, she was very, still very hardcore Boston, Massachusetts kind of area. Typical, typical Boston, like um, Italian matriarch kind of woman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was great. Um, so we would come and visit her every, every Christmas. So we would come up every year and my dad would always go skiing um, twice a year. And so me being like, oh, I'm too cool for skiing. 
even though I did that for a couple of years, I decided to start snowboarding because that was kind of the up and coming thing at the time. <laughs> yes. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do this and it's great. And um, so I started snowboarding and this year we decided to go to Beaver Mountain because we'd been at Brighton and, you know, Solitude and those kind of areas. Um, and so we went to Beaver and when we went, the weather conditions were not ideal. <laughs> They, um, <laughs> I feel like some, that's usually how it goes, especially when you're a kid. You remember the traumatizing ones. Oh, know? yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's definitely other times where it's like, you know, you go and you get the wind knocked out of you and you're like, oh, that was pretty terrible. Okay, and then you get up and then you keep going. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. But um, this one, yeah, it was definitely one of those like gloom, very gray. It is snowing. It's like not whiteout conditions, but you're definitely not seeing like hundred feet in front of you kind of thing. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. it's, it was definitely snowing, snowing. And so there's all this fresh powder everywhere. I mean, it was, it was really pretty and very interesting, but it was definitely like gray, gray mm -hmm. and hard to see and lots of new snow. And so we go up and, um, you know, I'm skiing and like I said, Christmas time. So I have like my dad there and my older sister, and my younger brother, like basically the people who wanted to go went and then the other people didn't. And so, we're going, and so we're all kind of doing our own thing because we, we don't always stick together because we're like, ah, we got this. Like, we've done right. this a few years. We've been to this resort before. It's fine. It's great. And, you know, and different people go at different rates, right? So you're not all going down the same mountain at the same speed. And so it just so happened that I had branched off on my own, and I went down this little path, and this it connected to this, like, main, um, oh, my gosh, words. You know, like one of the main the areas, run. the main Our, run. Yes. Yeah. Ha, ha. Thank you. <laughs> so we, so we connect to this main run and then there's like this little offshoot that you can go. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm totally going to go to that little offshoot because it connects to a different main run and it'll be great. And so I go and there was so much powder. I lost my momentum because it was a more flat area because you're cutting um, horizontally. Oh, that's the worst on a snowboard. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's like little turns and it was kind of hard to see exactly where the path was because it hadn't really been like packed down yet. Mm -hmm. And so I go on this little turn and I fall over and <laughs> it's like kind of hidden behind these trees kind of thing. Cause it was one of those like little, like sneaky path kind of things. Uh -huh. And so I, I fall over and the powder is seriously like 10 feet deep. It is ridiculously deep. I don't know how oh. deep it was, but it was so deep that I could not feel any ground beneath me. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like floating in this airy, powdery stuff, like on my bum uh -huh. with my, with my board, just like buried at least a foot at this point. Cause I've been mm -hmm. trying to like get up and I am like, okay, I'm, I'm stuck. Like I've fallen over and that's, you know, that's what snowboarders do. But you when you evolve. can't feel the resistance of the ground, it's yeah. terrifying. Yeah, so I, I can't. I've had that happen. I'm feeling like I'm swimming. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like trying to swim in this powder and I'm trying to like pull up on my board. I am trying so hard to get up. And I am, like I said, I am just out of visual range because there's trees around me. And it had been this little, this like little curve right behind the trees. So even if you come down the main run, you can't see me because mm -hmm. it, it's off this path. And if you go on this little path, there's still a good chance that you won't see me. And many people didn't. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I am, so I'm stuck here. And so I'm sitting here. I'm like, okay, how am I going to get up? So I am, I'm trying to stand up. That's not working. I'm trying to like swim through this powder. That's not working. I can't twist or turn because there is just so much and I am buried. Mm -hmm. So I am, I'm kind of hanging out there for a minute, trying to assess my situation and try to figure out what I'm going to do. And I'm just, I remember thinking like, 
I wonder how long is it going to be before somebody finds me? I am really hoping somebody does because I haven't seen anybody in a long time at this point. Uh-huh. And so I, my family, they were down at the bottom because I talked about, I talked about this later to them. And they were like, yeah, we were, we were waiting at the bottom. And we're like, man, we haven't seen Lisa in a while. Like well, she should be down by now. And so finally somebody starts kind of waiting and waiting and I don't come down. And so then they start getting a little concerned because it had been like at least half an hour before anyone had seen me at this uh-huh. point. And so they start looking and trying to find me and they go down the main runs and, you know, the main paths that they knew that I had gone down and they still don't find me. They still can't see me. And so it's, and it's starting to get kind of towards the end of the day as well at this point. I've always wondered what happens. Like, does ski patrol run all those runs just to find bodies of people who are stuck in the snow? I, I want to say they do. And I know at certain points, like certain times a day, they start closing it off too. So ah, yeah. they start roping off certain sections like, okay, at this point in time, you can't go down this section anymore because it's going to be too dark or too dangerous or whatever. And we've um, cleared this one of bodies. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Nobody's here. Great. <laughs> so we, um, thankfully I was in an area that wasn't roped off and we were good, but I, um, I talked to my family after and they were like, yeah, we, we actually were like starting to seriously consider trying to, you know, alert ski patrol to look for you because yeah. we can't find you at this point. So, like I said, we're getting to the end of the day, and I just, like I said, I'm just stuck there. I remember thinking, like, okay, what am I going to do? Like, I can't get out. I am stuck. Like, that realization, like, I need help. That was a huge, oh, no, kind of moment. So, I'm concerned. And so, finally. Like, how long has it been now? At at this point, it's probably been probably, like, 45 minutes to an hour. Oh, man. It was a long time. Thankfully, I'm not freezing. Like, I was, I remember being chilly. But mm-hmm. not too bad because the snow was still kind of coming down. It was still fairly warm, even though mm-hmm. it wasn't super bad. And thankfully, my parents were, like, overboard with, like, the snow gear. Because, oh, my poor child from California, she's going to die if she doesn't have this, like, right. <laughs> super extra kind of snow clothing and, I mean, layers and stuff. So, I mean, I was I was good. Um, but, like I said, it had been at least 45 minutes to an hour. And so I'm I'm chilling there. And finally, my sister finds me on her skis. And so I don't know what prompted her to come down this tiny little path. If it was like, well, I don't know where else to go. May as well check this little spot. Uh And they finally see me. Were you yelling for help or? Um, no, I probably should have. (laughs) You're 15. I'm 15. I'm like, oh, they'll find me sometime. And I'm still just like trying to get out. So I think I'm still struggling at this point and like had kind of rested and, and, you know, I'm, so I think I'm still trying. So it feels like time is going by a lot faster to Mm -hmm. me because I'm, I'm still like, okay, how am I going to get out? Like, I'm, my brain is still just going top speed, but my family's like, you were going a long time. Mm-hmm. But my sister finds me. And and even when she finds me, it was still so hard to get me out. So we're like... Did I, you take your boots off? Like, did you take the board off? Or I had at one point taken my board off, and that's mm-hmm. where I discovered, oh, I can't touch the bottom. Oh. It was, it was bad. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to get out. <laughs> So I'm like trying to climb on my board and like at this point I know that um, I had some powder packed but there was just so much Uh that it wasn't really packing super great. It was just like and you know there's a big old hole there instead. It doesn't Uh help me very much. So I'm just like um. You're going to terrify everyone from powder days now. (laughs) (laughs) Well it was a particularly bad time. (laughs) I've gone back since actually. I conquered that same spot. Uh That was 
this year. (laughs) And it was in the same conditions. (laughs) So I have a picture of me successfully being like, ha, take that beaver mountain. You won't get me this time. Nice. What has that been, like 10 years now? (laughs) Uh, 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 Longer than that. It's fine. It's fine. It took me a really long time. Okay, so she finds so, you, so she and finds then me, what happens? She finds me, and she gives me her ski pole, because she was skiing, and I am tra- trying to pull myself up, and it's still, like, hard. So we were trying everything, and it took, I think, another, like, 10 or 15 minutes just to get me back up and standing. And I remember getting to the end, and there was still some time and uh, time left and daylight left to keep going, and they're like, uh-huh. oh, do you want to keep going? No. <laughs> I'm done. I'm, I'm good. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pretty done. I hate this melt. I never want to come back. I'm nearly drowned in powder. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. So like I said, thank you to my sister who rescued me um, and to my other family members who came at that time too. But yeah, like I said, they thankfully they, they did eventually pull me up like with, you know, I put my feet back in the board and they stayed on their skis. And so I'm holding their, their ski poles while they just like wrench me up, like drag uh-huh. me up. And that was really the only way I could get back up. So as soon as I was vertical again, Great. Awesome. Then I was good. And then they just kind of like pushed me along kind of thing to get me, to get me going again. But even after I had stood up after that rescue, I still had at least like a foot of snow on my board. So I'm like trying to hop out and like clear it off so I can move. So I'm still stuck ish, uh-huh. but at least at this point, I'm not going to like drown in the powder. Right. <laughs> so what would be your take home message for ladies on like, yeah, new snowboarders yeah. in deep powder yeah, stay on the marked trails <laughs> and bring a buddy. That was really my big thing is uh, that had I had someone with me, it would have been a lot better. But because I had just gone off on my own, oh, I totally got this. Right. It was a problem. You so don't think about that, especially <clears throat> in resorts. Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's a well-traveled resort, but there were not a lot of people there. It was on a path that not a lot of people went on. Mm-hmm. And the powder was just so heavy. And that little visual kind of thing was just hard to see. So it's like, have a buddy. Keep on, especially if you're new, keep on that path. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just really just <clears throat> have a backup plan. Have a way to contact people. And I think, well, there wasn't really exactly service there either. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'll keep your phone on you. Oh, wait, that still probably like wouldn't probably be super be. helpful. Yeah. But it's like just something like that. Like have a buddy and stay on the more groomed paths for sure. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Note to self. All you self. We are actually <clears throat> going to be starting snowboarding as a new Mountain Mama activity next year. So this is awesome. <laughs> so <Stay> yeah. <laughs> with, with those tips in mind. Yes. All right. And then I wanted you to share, um, you also said you had another cool story from here in Utah in American Fork mm-hmm. as well. And um, that's a American Fork Canyons near where we are in Lehigh, um, with your dog in the mountains. Yes. So. And I love dog <clears throat> stories. Oh my gosh. We have so many like, oh. misadventures with dogs. Yes. Yes. So this one, um, one of my friends actually from Kung Fu, actually funny enough, mm-hmm. um, he and one of his other friends were like, hey, you and your fiance at the time, you guys should totally come on this hike with us. It's really pretty. So we decided to do this Silver Lake hike um, in the canyon. And we had just gotten this dog and he we had just gotten him back from getting professionally trained because this was like our first our first child if you will and he was a rescue and so there were some behavior things that we had to work through and figure out how to better interact with him so we had this like e-collar training that we had done and like we we thought you know what we got this we're set like we're we're so on top of this training and dog and it'll be great so We do the hike. I mean, it's beautiful. And along the way, we see some moose off the trail. What time of the year is this? This is around fall. Okay. So it's about fall. Fallish, if I remember. I remember it being a little bit cooler. Uh-huh. So we um, 
so we we go up and we see the um, these moose kind of off the trail. And thankfully, my dog didn't chase any of those at the time. And they're a little bit further away, but close enough. You're like, oh, that's definitely a moose right there. Oh my okay, gosh! Hi, what's up? So many. I've had so many moose encounters with dogs. It scares you every time. Oh, duh. So. Totally, <laughs> totally does. So we're like, all right, well, that's fun. <laughs> so we we get to the top, and at this point, the water level had was was really low. So kind of when you get to that top and it opens up to the, to the bowl, basically, uh-huh. you can see this kind of muddy area across the way, like this big muddy area. And then there's this rock that kind of juts out uh-huh. right there. And you said this was Silver Lake area. Silver Lake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in, so there are three Silver Lakes in this area. Yeah. So there's Silver Lake Flats. That's the lowest. Silver Lake and then Silver Lake, Silver Glance Lake. So that's the high, high one. Which one were you at? I know, I want to say I was at the high, high one, because it was where, like, you just go up and there's, like, the mountains, and it's, like, you see a lot of pictures where some people camp up there, mm-hmm. and it's, like, where you get through, and it's, like, suddenly just opens up. Okay. Almost. Okay. So, so way up there. You're way, so way we're, up there. So we're way, way up there. So I know it's not the low one, because we, mm-hmm. we saw that. We're like, okay, bye. We're not doing you. Peace out. Mm-hmm. So we... um we get up there and it opens up and the water level is kind of lower and it's just this muddy-ish kind of like flat, if you will. Um, almost looks like a beach, you know, just a lot of a lot of sandy kind of stuff and big old rock right here. And across the way, we're like, oh, wow, that's a really cool bull, you know, bull moose. Look at him. He's just, he's just chilling. He's just kind of taking his time. And so we're admiring the scenery. And then I look around, I'm like, where's our dog? Mm-hmm. And so we're like, oh no. So we start calling him and then we look up. And he is beelining it for this moose. <laughs> beelining it. Like his head is down, tail is straight out, and he is running as fast as he, as stealthily as he possibly can towards this huge animal. And the moose didn't realize he was there. He's just like, I'm fine, I'm good. But he looks up, looks behind him, he sees my dog. And it's like the moose did a double take. He's like, oh no. And so he starts running, thankfully, away from my dog. Right, because you're like, he could take him out. And yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, please don't kick him, please don't kick him. So he, so this moose sees my dog, it startles him, and so he starts running away. And so we're just, we're like yelling, we're trying to like, at this point, run to the other side of the lake, and we're, we're trying our hardest to catch our dog before something happens. Mm-hmm. And at this point, he's like, oh, I've been spotted. So he starts barking at it, and we're like, oh my gosh, dog, <laughs> don't egg it on, please stop. And we, we watched this happen where this moose comes to, like I said, there's this little rocky, this like big rock that kind of juts out into the lake a little bit. This moose kind of here sees that and he turns inwards towards the lake and he doesn't have anywhere else to go. So he jumps into the lake and you just hear this, this huge splash that, I mean, it sounded like a bus hit the, the water. It was oh my gosh. huge. You could hear it all over, just echoing. And then, of course, my dog starts pacing back and forth and barking like, no, where are you going? And the moose is like swimming away. And so my dog, being the brilliant animal he is, he's like, fine, jumps into the water after the moose. No way. Dog, we're going to kill you if the moose doesn't, we will. (laughs) So the moose finally, you know, he swims through the lake, gets to the other side, and then he takes off upwards into the mountain. Oh, yeah. So he starts going up. So it kind of comes to this like point, if you will where that lake is, and he starts going, like, right in the middle where the two little mountain kind of things meet. So the, bo- the moose takes off. And we're like, okay, so we're finally starting to catch up to the dog. You know, I think my husband went one way, and I went the other, and anyway, it was just, it was a mess. And so, um, so we're frantically trying to, like, cut off the pathway for my dog, like, you know, cut in between him and the moose now. So he finally gets out, and he's just like, forget you guys, 
And so he's like trying to find a way through this like tall brush because the moose, of course, being this huge animal, just like boing, just jumps right over and right. it's fine. But there's these huge bushes in the way. And my dog finally sees a little place that he can squeeze through, totally ignoring everybody else. Uh -huh. And he goes through and then he is gone up in the mountain. We're like, oh my gosh. We'll never see our dog again. Exactly. We're, we're thinking like he, we're going to find like a body if we find him at all. And so we're just like freaking out. So we're looking high and low for him. And there are like moose tracks, you know, the dog tracks. I think there might've even been some other tracks of some other large animals out there. And I was just like, oh gosh, okay. This dog is gone. And we've had him for like maybe six months at this point. <laughs> so oh, we're no. like, yeah, it was pretty traumatic. So we're like, oh my gosh. And so we finally just got to a point because we couldn't find him, couldn't find him anywhere. And we're losing light at this point and it is getting cold and dark. And we're like, we need to, we need to go. It's, we don't have enough stuff to be safe up here anymore. Uh -huh. So we're like, okay, we got to go. Um, we're just going to have to put like lost dog posters around here at the bottom of the trailhead. Like, I don't know how we're going to do. And my friend who'd invited us to go on this trip, <clears throat> he was kind of a larger guy. And so he's like, I need to get back. And he, he had to go at a slower pace. And so my husband and I, we were like, you know what? We're just going to start booking it down this trail. We're just basically going to trail run downwards and see if somehow we missed him go by us, like on the other, on this other mountainside. Uh -huh. We're just going to see what we can do. So we start, we start like running, jogging as fast as we can go down this little skinny trail. And we are blasting this dog collar, this electronic collar, as much as we can as we go down, as we're calling them. And we finally hear a yelp. And it is coming from way down below So when us. you blast the yelp, is that like a shock? Is that shocking? Yeah, it's a shock okay. collar. So we're like, we're just like, you dumb dog. We're, we're so mad at you right now. So we are, we're just shocking him right now. We're just like, please, like, please let us have a yelp or something. And he finally, we hear it. And it is coming from so far down the trail from us. And he is coming up. We're like, how, how, how? But finally, thankfully, he like comes and finds us. And we're just like, you stupid dog. I love you. I'm so relieved. But we were just like, oh my gosh. Because that's cannot. the worst thing. Because you're like, you want to punish oh. him for running away, but you don't want to punish him for coming. Exactly. Like, I'm so glad I found you, but I hate you right now. <laughs> like, no. So mad. So thankfully, like, he was okay. I don't think he even had, a, like, a scratch on him. Oh so we're, God. like, checking him. We're like, oh, my gosh, please tell me that he's not, like, been, had something, something traumatic or something broken. And thankfully, he was totally fine. <laughs> he's like, we were, fine. I know. He was just like, oh, that was such a great run. I had such a good time. And like oh my we gosh exactly. ah. the time of my life best thing ever like oh my gosh oh you dumb dog <laughs> so glad you're okay but yes thankfully like he was good he was fine and needless to say we upgraded our uh, e-collar after that for the longest range possible <laughs> so, what is the longest range um at the time we found a two mile range <laughs> so this was many years ago but the one that we had was only like a half mile and the colder it is and the wet and anything in between shortens that range. Uh -huh. And so we definitely, we were not in range for a while <laughs> or he was just ignoring it. What I mean, either one, both. Could be a tough dog, but I mean, he, he so was. So is that kind of your take home? Like if so, you have yes. crazy dogs. If you have crazy dogs, like keeping them on leash is really good. Um, invest in good, you know, in, in quality collars if you're going to let them loose and run around in areas that you're allowed to do that, which I don't believe most places are. So, you know, keep them on the leash, <laughs> especially if you're going to be in moose country. 
Oh, but just like <laughs> keeping track of everything and everybody. But we just made sure that, okay, next time that we take him out, even though he is trained completely on these things, you know, we're going to just make sure that we have our security and backups. And it also taught me a valuable lesson too, of like just making sure that I bring stuff in case I do get stuck. Because like I said, if you it was the night. Yeah. Right. Cause we were really concerned that my friend wasn't going to make it down within daylight. And I don't think we had any flashlights with us at the time. Right. Cause we were expecting to be back like a lot sooner and it got dark a lot faster than I think we really anticipated. Ah, uh, yeah. So there were a couple of things going on. So I'm, we're a lot more prepared just in general when like we go out. Like flashlights? What yes. are some of the other things that you make Flashlights. Sure? Um, I think water was a thing too at the time because this was before I had a good water pack to mm-hmm. carry my stuff in because I was young. I'm fine. I got this. Yeah, famous last words for many people. <laughs> so just basically some basic survival kind of thing. So that way if I did have to spend the night, I wouldn't freeze. Right. I would have... Things to survive off of, you yeah, know, the water. A lighter. And things, a I usually lighter. like to have like two fire starters mm-hmm. and at yeah. least a, a rain jacket, no matter how hot it's going to be, because you never know. Right, yeah. exactly. And it, and I want to say it, it seemed like it was kind of a wetter time at that point, but I don't remember super well because it was many years ago. <laughs> but my my husband definitely subscribes to the one is none and two is one kind of ideology. So yeah, so basically, if you only have one lighter. You don't really have a lighter. You need to have two and ah. in case one fails kind of thing. So, so one is none, two is one. Correct. Ah, yeah. Because you just got to prepare for the other. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree. I always like to have at least two fire starters and, mm-hmm. and usually three. Yeah. And the same with a light source. Like you've got a headlamp, but you've got mm-hmm. your spare batteries or you have a spare Right. Light. Yeah, just in case. Yeah, or, in case something happens. And like so. the important things. Yeah. Exactly. You know, basic things to make sure you don't die yeah. <laughs> and stay warm. It's the not nice stuff. Yeah. It's pretty important. Uh, I want to get home safely. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lisa. I'm so glad to have you with us today. Um, and it's your first time. So we're it is my first time. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic fantastic and we wanted to thank you so much and um let you ladies know Mm. that if you want to hear more fun inspiring stories from women like lisa click on the subscribe button and get them directly to your device every week and help us empower women and give us um a lot of you guys have been doing five star ratings we're so grateful for that and i think that does allow a lot women to be able to find us and have our podcasts and things like that um, and Lisa said she's a fantastic listener. <laughs> she loves love the episode. <clears throat> so um, we are so glad to have you. Um, and that's it for today's. Oh, and come check us out on our website, mountainmamas.org. And um, that's it for today's adventure. Join us next time. And as always, remember, a woman's place is in the mountains. 